Then the turkey starts fucking her. Wow. Because <laughs> they're doing it doggy wow. style, so she's looking the opposite way. Now they're doing it turkey style. Huh? <laughs> what time is it? Did I ever tell you about the movie Thanksgiving? Is that from Grindhouse? Uh, I don't think so. No, that's no, that's just Thanksgiving. This is a real movie yeah. you're talking about. This is a movie called Thanksgiving. It's a murderous, villainous turkey <laughs> that talks. But then that you can talks. Ima- that talks that okay. you can imagine late '90s, early 2000s indie budgets. Yeah, and then the quality of yeah rubber turkey. Yeah, that's so. I was gonna turkey, say, what's the this budget? turkey goes around with knives and killing people? How does he hold the knives? Just in his wings? Just like <laughs> wow! And his feather thumb. That's amazing. And there is a scene where girlfriend boyfriend are in a room together. Yeah. Uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> the turkey comes in, murders the guy. Is this on Thanksgiving? I that I don't know. Okay. I, again, I have. I'm just trying. I tried to pur- purge this from my mind, and this is what I remember. Why? This sounds amazing. The The turkey comes in, murders the guy that's fucking his girlfriend. She does not hear, does not feel anything different happening. Then the turkey starts fucking her. Wow. Because <laughs> they're doing it doggy wow. style, so she's looking the opposite way. Now they're doing it turkey style. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole catch line of this thing is she's like, I think she's so into it and then when she finally like turns around he goes bitch you just got stuffed wow and then kills her oh there that's the turkey thanks killing turkey's best line i'm pissed i'm pissed what the hell what kind of accident well this year it looks like a penis it looks like a penis that's definitely somebody's his, hand his in a turkey neck puppet. Is a hundred percent. As an evil turkey, I'm gonna drink your blood like cranberry sauce, meanie. Meanie? <laughs> I'm gonna drink your Johnny. Blood like cranberry sauce. You just got stuck. <laughs> oh yeah, my there it is. god. Oh yeah. The, what the fuck is that? So, that's the other thing. He kills this guy. Puts his quote unquote face on his Holy face. Holy shit. Leather face style. And, and she convinces, can't tell. And then convinces this bitch that that's her dad. For you. Wow. And then kisses the turkey face. More like, you will die if it was for me. Oh, gobble, fuck. Gobble, motherfucker. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. That's what I call foul play. <laughs> oh. It's just littered. Oh, man. Looks like I've got something you don't got, oh, turkey. It's the best. What's that, Darren? A vagina? <laughs> Wait, you're what? Done, bitch. I always come back for seconds. Wait, go what? back to that vagina line? <laughs> what is now that, Derek? A vagina? Play. It looks like. Ugh. <laughs> Looks like I've got something you don't got, Turkey. Oh, okay. What's that, Darren? No, no, that checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's that, Darren? Darren. Good Lord. Yeah. We didn't come here to talk about that movie, but... I know. (laughs) Wow. Maybe we'll have to add that to the list. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think think people will be real pumped about 
us talking about Thanksgiving. I think we just did. Well, we did come here to talk about a movie. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the movie Arizona, starring Danny McBride, that was released in 2018. And I don't know that I've had many, if any, friends that are even aware of the movie I'd, at all. I had never heard of it until you said something. You only saw it because we were looking through my movies on yeah. the Apple TV, and you saw, wait, Danny McBride, what's what's mm-hmm. that? I had already seen it. I watched it again. Mm-hmm. I guess we could just walk through our sort of initial reactions. Yeah. And, and I watched the first two acts of it. <laughs> And then finish the third act later. It's, how do you want to start? Do you want to just talk about the movie? Or do you want to get out of the way? Wh- why you had to stop That's the movie up to in the you. first place? What do you want? What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know why you couldn't get this movie in the first place. Okay, so we're watching it, right? And it's fine. Join it. There's a scene. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Arizona. This whole thing is going to be shit a spo- yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so when he kills the dog, right? Dog's attacking him, yep. and it shoots, and he shoots it. Yep. Uh, this is when Danny is in the security guard outfit. Yes, right? yes, because he has killed the security guard, and uh, he's in disguise as the security guard. Yeah, but that was the security guard's dog, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So then he releases it, and it chases the girls, and then the dog turns around, quickly turns around, comes and right, comes back after. Right yeah. The uh, lady of the house was watching with me, and she. Immediately lost her mind at the fact that he killed the dog. At the kill the dog, yeah, and made a big, you know, it's this this whole whole dramatic thing. Oh my god, I'm done, and and I've not, I'm not going to say anything I didn't say to her already. So <laughs> this is all out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I'm done. She used the words, I'm done, and she like turned away from the screen and was like, Oh my god, oh, that was enough about. to make her like, not want to watch this movie. Well, that's what I thought. Oh, because she said the words, I'm done, I'm done. And without even having a conversation, I was just and that I immediately got irritated, not because of this isolated incident, because of all the times throughout my life, I've been watching a movie with a girl and something happens to a dog, not just an animal to a dog. And the exact same shit happens every time (laughs) they lose their minds then I feel like I'm in this weird position, probably mm-hmm. just because of my own perception, not because they're actively trying to hold me accountable, but I, I just feel like, great, uh, uh, great. I didn't know. Now I've upset you by like watching this movie. So I got like immediately super defensive, and uh, I just picked up the fucking remote and shut it off. <laughs> like, that was your response to her. That oh, was, you're done? Yeah. Well, fucking fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then she was like, well, we could finish the movie. I'm like, you said you're done. (laughs) How does that translate to we can finish (laughs) the movie? Like, so then it turned into this big whole fight where I like, I, I, I fucking got mad and shut the thing off. So now, so now I've done that. Well, do I just turn it back on? Like, (laughs) cause then I was just already in a bad mood. So, and it kind of, it kind of like, it didn't really like ruin the movie, but it kind of like put this mood in the room, you know, mm-hmm. where it was like, well, now I don't even want to watch the fucking movie because I'm I'm like in a bad mood now. It it wasn't so much about her reaction. I understand the reaction, mm-hmm. but I I'm what what I think I thought about this and what really triggered my reaction is that the cliche nature of her reaction, <laughs> the fact that it was cliche, yeah irritated me not the fact that she was upset that the dog got killed i mean yeah. i was 
it's not like I was happy the dog got killed. Sure. Like, I didn't want the dog to die either. But I can watch a movie where it's that happens. It's also a movie, like, though. Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, shit. Yeah. And you move on. And the other part, in that scene, there's a fucking murderous psycho trying to murder a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, and she's like, but the dog. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's, I mean, that's how it is every time. That's the, everybody cares about dogs more than they care about people. And I mean, to be fair, the entire franchise of the John Wilkes films is built on the idea that the dog died. Right. <laughs> exactly. Which is fine. And she had, I think, I think that is okay because the entire plot is about him getting revenge. Do you think that has something to do with it? The idea that this whole movie is him making bad choice after bad choice. And she's like, I'm fucking over it. I'm done with Maybe. him making shitty choices and I yeah. can't take it anymore. Maybe. I, I just can't process that. Like, yeah, we know it's coming. We know he's a fucking bad guy. He's, he's murdered like. Five people at this point. Yeah, we shouldn't expect him to yeah. be like, guys, I fucked up. I yeah. got you some coffee. Here's some flowers. He's, he's not stopping at the dog. No. Like, Also, he was defending himself. So the dog turned around and attacked him, and then he shot the dog. Yeah. So. Yeah. A cr crazy person or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If you're in a similar situation, and this wasn't like a, a poodle. Right. No. <laughs> you know. Yeah, this was a guard I, dog. I'm, I'm not sure that I would <laughs> consciously lay there and let the thing attack me. Yeah, no. And just go, well, well, it's a dog. I don't want to kill a dog, so. I'm going to let it do its thing. <laughs> and, you know, it, it just became a, a bigger issue because of the way I fucking overthink things. Most of the time, the thing I'm reacting to isn't the thing that is in front of me. It sounds like you live one giant existential crisis. Yes, Accurate. That never stops. Even when I'm asleep. <laughs> like it continues into the dreamscape. This is why you gotta get your card like me. I know, right? You just gotta yeah. smoke and turn your brain off and just <laughs> I fucking don't... cruise. What's up? It's either gonna shut me down and be amazing, or I'm gonna find upon more regular use. It's gonna Oh open up sharpen all of this. Yeah. You're just going to cut holes in your drywall and create <laughs> hidden doors. Yeah. And you're just yeah. going to hide there all day. Work's calling. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. uh Nope. Work doesn't exist, man. <laughs> Work is just a construct you built in your mind. Exactly. It's not real, man. <laughs> what is work even? Oh, my God. All right. So back to Arizona. Back to Arizona. Um, I guess we can just talk about the plot and then just kind of dive into. Yeah. These movie reviews will not be. Reviews. <laughs> Super in-depth. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're going to give our opinion and yeah. whether we think somebody might enjoy it, but we both work in production, so I think some of our experiences, granted, we work in advertising, yeah, will at least come to light. I, uh, for sure. One of the things I want to talk about is... Is that? Is some of the production stuff, yeah. So, I'm not going to read the official plot, but the movie takes place back in 2009 when the housing crisis had hit. It's obviously based in Arizona, and there are these large subdivisions. And all these homes had been built, and then the housing crisis hit, and so all those yeah. faulty loans. So it centers on this woman who's a real estate agent who's trying to sell these empty homes. And then Danny McBride's character is a is a separated or divorced, I don't know if they ever specifically said, 
Uh, yeah, I can't remember father if it was officially. Yeah, I think they may have him. just been separated. Um, father, who you know is sort of too proud and still owns this house, mm-hmm. and in the beginning of the movie, he visits his real estate agent, who is the boss of the woman we just spoke of, the realtor, played by Seth Rogen. It's played by Seth Rogen, and he um, they both get into an altercation, and I don't know that it was purposeful, but. Um, it didn't seem like it to me. Ultimately, he didn't mean to murder him, but he murdered him. <laughs> he murdered. And the other character, played by Rosemary DeWitt, was there to see it. And then the movie kind of kicks off with, this chick just saw me murder somebody. How do I, I do about What do that? I do about it? Yeah. So he knocks her out. He kidnaps her, takes, him, takes her back to his house, naturally. Mm-hmm. And then it's just one bad decision after another. Yeah. And, and so the... <laughs> The movie ultimately becomes, how is she going to escape him? Yeah. So, it stars, the three big ones are Danny McBride, uh, Luke Wilson, and then I knew who Rosemary DeWitt is. I don't know if others did. I forget what I had seen her She's in, the real estate she's agent. She's the real estate agent. She had been in something else that I had seen, and, and it just reminded me of that. Yeah. That's where I know her from. She plays the wife of Vince Vaughn in The Watch, which I thoroughly enjoy. If you have not seen that movie, Richard Ayawade is in it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I would love it. Jonah Hill, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Richard Ayawade, directed by Akiva Schaefer, who I think, yeah, the Lonely Island guy. Okay, yeah, he's one of the writers and members of Lonely Island. I don't, I don't know if I've even and then written, heard of this movie written by the. The, the gang. duo of Seth Rogen and Evan <laughs> yeah. Goldberg. Anyway, so I knew her from that. And I had originally watched slash been interested because of two things. Danny McBride. Yeah. Love him. And my best friend was having his baby and he named her Arizona. Okay. And she was born, I believe in 2018. So it was like this oh. weird, like, dude, Danny McBride's coming out with a movie. <laughs> About your daughter. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so I just bought it one day as one of those. I'm on a flight, and I just wanted something. Oh, okay. I, I did, it didn't strike me as something my wife would want to watch, so I was like, ah, let me get it, and I'll just watch it. Has she since seen it? She has not. Uh-huh. But <laughs> me telling her that I was re-watching it to record this episode, she's like, well, I, I want to watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it. And I was like, this is for research. <laughs> I've got to write things down. We cannot watch it together. I'm going to the lab, honey. So she may make me watch it again um, just so she can now see it. But. Yeah. I might watch it again for just depth. Yeah. Just another another viewing. You should know it's not, it's got some comedy in it, but it is not no. a comedy. And it's, so for yeah. people who are, who like me, were d- big Danny McBride fans, you're not going to get the no. traditional. He's, he's about as raunchy as he traditionally is. Yeah. But in a, not in a. It's definitely, I can't, having seen this movie, I can't picture it. Anybody else playing that character? Oh, not not at all. Like who? No, because it is Danny McBride brand comedy, but also it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> like it's funny and I'm scared. Yeah. Also, so I I did watch the the making of that they had. I don't know if you took the time to no, watch. No, I that. didn't. I didn't get to that. And it's not long. It's like nine minutes. But um, he explained that this script, I guess, had come to him and some of his writing partners, the the guys that he does like. Eastbound and Down, yeah. and Vice Principals, Jody Hill, and um, David Gordon Green. I guess like 2011, 2012, and they just 
just sort of ruminated with them and they didn't know if they could get it made. And I think he mentioned that they had some talks with some people and then they weren't initially interested. And then years later, I guess after some, the success of like vice principals, they were able to get funding for yeah. it. So I guess that kind of surprised me like, but not at the same time that it, cause I was going to think either someone wrote this with him in mind, right. Or it makes sense that it hit their desk and like, clearly he could see himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hold on to this. Did he talk um, about in that feature at uh, how much of that may have been improv or how much of his character was? Oh, he didn't. But he did. it certainly. Yeah. I part of me just thinks that's that's his brand. Yeah. Yeah. So either he le- legitimately does a lot of improv or he's so good at turning just words from a page. Yeah. Into, into his own. what just comes across like this yeah. psychotic like i wonder if there's any like rewriting that happens if he gets cast like yeah to to, to kind of i wouldn't be surprised to him. especially if they involve him in that process like yeah. hey like can you mcbrideify not that these are the real words but i remember him being in the the kitchen of his house she's tied up when his ex-wife yeah. comes and he's t- doing the whole weiss like he's trying to sell yeah. His whole idea is to take wine, freeze them into ice cubes, and then sell them <laughs> in bags right. called Weiss. Weiss. <laughs> or, no, the brand's name is Miami Weiss. Miami Weiss. So he's yep. wearing that shirt or a hat or something That's right. that says Miami Weiss on it. Anyway, they're in the kitchen, and he's he's frustrated because he had just learned that Rosemary DeWitt's character, because she's trying to f- tell him what he wants to hear so that he'll let her go. Yeah. And then she and it's it his up. typical like he's saying the lines and then he goes God, God damn it yeah yeah I, I like that's not in the script that's right, just right. him finding a moment where he can hit that yeah why would you lie to me yeah you just don't do that just don't do that but yeah I I think it, this is one of those movies where I try to put myself in that position and I'm just how do you keep making wrong decision after yeah. wrong decision yeah like you went from accidentally killing one yeah. guy. To, I don't know what the death toll is at the end of the movie, but it must be close to 10. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everyone. Yeah. I mean, every everybody but two people in that title. <laughs> yeah. Gets it. Yep. Because the only, it's only her and her daughter that survived, right? Yeah. yeah. Like their, her husband, her ex-husband, Luke Wilson, and remember, dies too. And does his little haughty girlfriend that he takes with her die? Or yeah. does she? Oh, okay. she yeah. Which... I love that. There was a lot of things. The that, willingness that to took, just murder people. Yeah, I, there was a lot of things that took an unexpected narrative turn that I was like, oh, shit, okay. Well, I think we're so often used to seeing bigger budget movies where it's like, okay, if Luke, if Luke Wilson is attached, like, right, right, he's right. safe. He's not, nothing's going to happen. And it happens so Even suddenly. like Dayton Allen Greer, he's not right. anybody anymore. Let's face it, no offense. Right, but right, right. Still, like, you're not thinking he's going to be in two yeah. scenes. He was great in that. Yeah. He was great as that as that cop, though. I love when he busted through the door. Yeah, and the the homeowner there was it was the one freaking house that somebody lived in. Yep, she maced him, and he just blindly Blast. shoots her. Who'd I shoot? Like, gosh, shit! Who'd I shoot? <laughs> Fucking just blasted her, and then immediately gets shot. Yep, two seconds later. Yep. So there's uh, two right there. Yep. I wrote down a bunch of shit that kind of made me go, "Oh, that was fun." Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing was, I don't know if I would call it gore. I mean, it's rated R, but. 
Yeah, I would have thought that a movie like this might play it a little safer on some of the kills. But I they were en- pretty gruesome. I enjoyed the fact that they yeah. were like, yeah, it's, it's not billed as like a true horror movie. But yeah, you got it totally some of that is though. I that's what I was thinking through the whole movie. I was like, this is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it's it sets the tone off pretty right. A with the um. I mean, Seth Rogen, granted, you don't see him splat against the ground. Right. You see the aftermath. As opposed to just showing his body there. It's yeah. It's like yeah. that pool of blood. But then the husband who's trying to hang himself with this. Yeah. And then he finally falls and he's still alive. And then the fan falls it's and crushes fucking, his yeah. skull. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anything else that you can think of? Oh, yeah. Several things. I have I have a Mo- Most a of mine is just stupid little things. Like, I noticed how misogynistic the movie was, which... I think was probably purposeful because it was set in 2009. Yeah. But I'm like, this guy is a fucking asshole to women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, granted, he already killed somebody, so he's kind of a dick, but both his ex-wife <laughs> and his and yeah, yeah, Rosemary's yeah. character, he treats like complete trash. Complete trash. And fuck it, Seth Rogen was awful. Like, I mean, he was his performance was good, but... The character he his, played. The character was, was awful. Yeah. That guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... The way he was talking to her, like right there, uh, right in the beginning. Yeah. Um, when she's talking about, yeah, yeah, don't fire me, basically. Just yeah, like God, what a what a garbage pile. And I think that's when I kind of basically wrote that. I was like, wow. Yeah. So one of the things that I really that I picked up and enjoyed from from like the very first moment of the movie, the production design is adding to the story, which duh. But the way that like they convey the desolate the world uh, where the story is going to take place is like you're driving by like out of business. This is out of business. This is closed. You know, like all these and and like even not just not just what the signs say. I think like there's there was like a sign that had one letter like askew. I think the the real estate agency yeah. had like one letter hanging down. Yep. And just like the way that I love when that kind of storytelling happens, like it's like because it's a movie, so the story should be shown to us, right? And I love when, and it doesn't always happen. Like when that stuff, it's like you get an immediate sense for like, okay, it, it takes seconds for you to have an emotional response, yeah, to the movie you're about to watch. It set it sets you up right away, similar to how they showed. Um she drives her daughter to school and they show she's on like a 20 mile stretch of road with nothing Nothing. around. Yeah. So clearly these neighborhoods were built away from nothing had been built up there yet. And then same with the the ex-husband Luke Wilson, when he, when he's gets called and be like, can you get help? Can you get here? Yeah. And it's like, it's going to be three hours to get there. (laughs) So I think he said he was in Phoenix because he said like, come to Phoenix. Yeah. He said it's going to take a little over an hour with traffic or something like that. But still, they do a good job of, of showing. It's not like she can yeah. jump in her car and get from the house to this real estate. Yes. It takes, even getting to work is like. Yeah. Which adds to the horror element yep. of the thing. Like, she has no real escape. Yep. Which, for me, comes to play when you get to these neighborhoods, and it's like, the secure guy's not even being paid, and he still shows up. And, and he still just, shows up. It's just him. Yeah. There's one cop. Yeah. Like, really? You and can't where is call, he coming from? You can't call another yeah. precinct? Like, how does. Yeah. You, there's nobody? It's just me. What? Just me. Which, yes, I think once you, the story plays out and you realize that this guy is sort of almost hunting you because she obviously gets yep. away. Yeah. Where the hell are you supposed to go? Yeah. There's that one great shot that kind of wrap that all up in one shot where she's trying to climb over the wall and she gets she gets up over the wall to look. And it just. And it she's just like, fuck. 
Like, it, yeah. obviously, she already knows that, but in that moment, all you can yeah. hope for is like, there's a Burger Indy King thing. and yeah. there's cars. Yeah. Oh my god. People listening who haven't seen this in here, like, how do we get away? Are probably thinking, just go outside and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, break into a car or something, or. And then you realize you're surrounded by neighborhoods with hundreds of homes that are all vacant. There are no cars. No cars. For the very few people that might still live there, chances are, at least they would do it in the movie, those cars are in the garage. In the the garage, yeah. So you wouldn't know that somebody's there. Well, there's that scene after David Allen Gray's character gets shot. They they, pull pull the the, cop car in. David McBride makes him bring the car in. Yep. And so, yeah, (laughs) what... You can't just walk yeah. outside and be like, hey, can I uh, borrow she's, your scooter? She's pretty fucked. Related to the production design stuff, I really loved how there were so many setups and payoffs, just little things, but it really made for like a cohesive st- uh, storytelling. Like, just little things like uh, the dog. You see the shot of the dog when the security guard's putting it in the cage. So it kind of sets up this Chekhov's gun thing. With when the you're talking earlier when you first meet yes. the security guard during the day when she's right. interacting with when him. she's interacting with him yeah and the dog's kind of barking or whatever and he's like oh shit uh, and he puts it in the cage so and then later the dog pays off yeah or the the dog idea pays off when I forget what point it, 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 it's when uh, Danny McBride brings what's her character's name uh, I forget what her character name is the main woman yeah Cassie. Cassie when he brings Cassie into his house he's got those sample granite pieces mm-hmm. and he's like oh we you know we couldn't decide or whatever and I was like oh those are like immediately I knew they're showing us those for a reason and then he, <laughs> sure enough a few minutes later he fucking smashes his ex-wife's face with it yep. with one of the bricks which was surprising I thought it was setting us up to have Cassie use that as a weapon against him. But then it kind of turned it around where yeah. it's like, oh no, we're leaning into this horribleness. <laughs> like it's just another weapon for him mm-hmm. to murder an innocent person. Which again, speaking of like actors who are willing to come in and that was Caitlin Olson for Right, 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 right. It's always sunny. Can you want to come do this for a day and you'll be dead? <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean it probably helps that you have Danny. Like I would yeah. think that he's pretty much your your draw. You come get killed by Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> so the the kind of like foreshadowing stuff I really enjoyed. I thought that was a, a it was done really well. Uh, and not that that alone makes for good writing or yeah. filmmaking, but it's well, I think it's it did a good job of maybe it was my expectation of because of who was in the movie. I kept wondering whether it was it going to take a turn. So each time he does something fucked up, I was surprised by it. Yeah. I never felt like, oh, I saw that coming. Right. You know? Right, right, right. You know, like when David Allen Greer's character gets shot, yeah. I, I I legitimately thought for a second there's some hope. This is the hero. Might, yeah. Maybe yep. they go at it, but I guess, you know, never mm-hmm. a million years. It's just, and, it, and it's so just no fucking around, just blam. Yep. <laughs> like, no hesitation. No build up, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, that was I appreciated that. However, okay, before I before I get that thought out, the pit, the the unfinished basement. Yes, she's one of. It wasn't even her showing it, right? It was like one of the other agents or something. No, that was her. That was her. She, she was there with the a family. The yes, yeah, she was there. She was ultimately, a she's showing that family that house, that and house. that's when she hears that wife scream. That's right. Yeah, whose husband is hanging herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and they look into the basement and like, and then of course later that all comes back around and that's the finale of the whole movie. She pushes them into the pit of another house, which is the same floor plan. I'm guessing. Yep. So I I like those like, so, so these houses, they, they, they built the basement, but they did not put in the stairs or finish the basement. Yeah. And they said something. She mentioned why they did that. It was something to do with something code about. Or, it was something about like like square footage. We have to do X Y Z or something. Yeah. If you, so it, it somehow added value or made the house more lucrative or something. I can't. I can't remember exactly what shenanigans were being pulled yeah. with that, but it didn't even have stairs into it. So that was, I think, the <laughs> sort of creepy part because you could just open this door and it was just and just fall nine ten feet down yeah. on a concrete. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're uh, yeah. I don't know what I can't remember her explanation. It was some jargony bullshit. Yeah, but I loved how like we're introduced to this idea, and then we go away from it for the whole movie, and then immediately, like it take it it keeps it from being a Deus Ex Machina. Like like at the end, it's like oh no, we already know that pit's there from the beginning when we were shown it, and it's I, I love when shit like that happens, and it's standard storytelling. Yeah. But when it ha- like I love watching it unfold, and then when it pays off, it's like yeah, yeah, good. Well, it's 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 better when it's subtle. Yes, because very it's not much. in that scene where she describes like here's the it, it's not done in a blatant way where you're, you're no you should take away from that right. Oh, this is gonna be no. a, like it to me. It seemed like a throwaway. I wouldn't have right. Eh, whatever. Exactly. It's just, she's a real estate agent. Weird. She's showing a house. This is a part of the house. Yeah, yeah. So did you catch at uh, Part of that, the finale, when she pushes him into the pit, he lands just like Seth Rogen landed. They oh. died in the same way. I don't know if that was intentional in in I didn't in the put narrative, two, and two together. But, um, I don't know if the filmmakers like intended that to be a, a bookend. I would think they probably but, did. Yeah, I thought that was cool. What do you think you would do if you were in his position? In so Danny McBride's position? Yeah. So in the beginning of the movie, I would have called the cops immediately. Okay. <laughs> A hundred percent. There would have been no, no crisis of conscience and no, no thinking. I want to try to. Oh get my out god! Of this. I just fucking killed a guy. Send someone, please, right now. <laughs> like, there would be there. Would, yeah, I would have been a hundred percent honest. Like, I fucking killed him. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> like, I don't know that I was expecting that answer. <laughs> yeah, because I can't handle the stress. I can't. I'm not a very good liar. I just can't. The idea of living with. Yeah, well, no, well, not, not necessarily, uh, I mean, I'm not trying, it's not some altruistic thing where I'm like, I would never lie to a person. It's, it's more about the stress of fuck. What was the lie? Now I got to remember it. Fuck. What was it? Especially God forbid it's somebody, you know, and somebody says, have you ever, have you heard from Travis recently? Right. And then like you have forgotten, you're like, yeah. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I've never known a Travis. Who? Yeah, the, I apply this every day. Like when somebody's like, "Oh no, you should just do this." You, you like just say you worked these hours or something. Like I can't. Like I fucking can't. I can't yeah. do it. Just no, because I, I'm the same. Like way. Uh, that's just gonna get me in trouble later, and it's gonna be too much. It's not fucking worth it. Yeah. Like it's not worth the stress and later trouble. So I think I would probably be this, especially if it was accidental. Yeah, especially. I I know I'm going to eat shit and it's going to suck and I'm going to get, but I would hope. Also, I would just feel bad for fucking killing someone. Yeah. Like, I didn't fucking mean to kill him. And at least if you can clean about it, you have the clean conscience and you're not worried about. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would have immediately called the cops. Obviously, if I did something with premeditation, I'm probably gonna yeah, yeah. try to hide it. Right. Yeah, premeditation is a whole different thing. Yeah. But an accidental murder. Yeah. And it is a little bit unclear whether he was I don't know. I don't think he went there with that intention. No, because they like even though Seth Rogan's character is giving him shit, they seemed a little buddy buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would probably play golf together. Yes. Even though he's pissed even about he's, it. Yeah. The house, like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like, hey, what the fuck, man? And it just started with like a to tussle, like, ugh, yeah, don't push me, ugh, yeah. And then they just not how it wound up going outside, yeah. But like, I've never really been in a fight. The idea of like two grown men just kind of like shuffling each other outside like that, yeah. Like, yeah, which I guess one opened the door? I guess that's true. Well. That's so. That's what happened. It was one. It was a door that opened outward. Oh, and they just pushed. And so they're on it, yeah. they're fighting each other. And Seth Rogen's back is to the door, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he grabs him, and they're they're going back, and he starts just pushing him forward. Yeah, pushes them through the door, and then instead of pinning him up against the railing outside, it's short over, enough yeah. that he he had enough momentum that he just went. So I'm wondering if at some point in that altercation. Did he decide I'm murdering this motherfucker? I don't think he went there. With, Danny McBride went there with that intention. I still, I still get this sense that up until the point that he pushed him over, yeah, was not not intending yeah. to. Damn, I love that part when she when she realizes what she just saw, and then immediately she's like looking because she moved into that empty office yes, to be on a, the phone. Yeah, there's an empty office next door, and her. Mortgage lender yeah. was calling her to basically say you're Just pretty fucking you're, ironic you're behind yeah. on your mortgage. Yeah. So she stepped out because they were being a little too loud. So she's in an empty office next door. <laughs> yes. She immediately looks around her as yeah, she's like looking f- for an exit. Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing to hide behind. Nothing. Yep. No. If there would have even been a desk, she could just duck under yep. where he wouldn't have realized that yep. anybody saw him. It was the perfect. Yeah, circumstance. I think the thing that makes me believe that he was didn't do it intentionally, or or maybe not. I don't know. Is once he's kidnapped her, and then he gets it back to his house, and he's wearing the sweater backwards, <laughs> yeah, with holes cut out in his face. <laughs> yeah, she's already seen. She's his already face. seen his face. He's not <laughs> smart enough to realize this. And then walks her around the house, and it's like, and this is, the, and there's my, are these your kids? And it's just, there's a family photo of him, his wife, and his two kids. <laughs> I love that. And then moment. he describes every single one, like, this is Billy, yeah. this is my wife, yeah. that's me. And, and then, then like, he, they just pan to his face, and, and like, just, she looks at him, and he, that moment, <laughs> I'm going I'm to remove my, sw- yeah. I'm going to re- <laughs> reveal to you my face, I think is what he says. As a sign of trust. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw your face there. Yeah. I've already... Oh, guy. I know who you are. Yeah. That was funny. But then his, like, very typical Danny McBride showing her around the house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, this is the bedroom. Didn't he say it was like, I want to make a make this a workout room or something? like Something <laughs> like that. Like and then he, talked, he goes outside and he's like, yeah, I'm going to put a little mini bar. It's going to be super cool. It's going to be super cool, yeah. Something... Did he invite her over? Like, you should come over? He may have. have drinks or yeah, whatever. Like, once like. it's done, you should come. Um, I don't remember why. As I was watching, I just started writing down things that I either thought was funnier that stood out to me. I wrote down beans. Does that make you think of anything? Beans. 
And now I can't remember for the life of me why I wrote down beans. So they on the IMDb they they have some of the quotes from the movie. They only have three from from Arizona. Arizona. And I've realized I luckily it's where I wrote down beans. Oh, nice. Because it's Sonny who is Danny McBride's character talking to Gary, <laughs> oh, yeah. who is Seth Rogen at the real estate office when they meet or when they're talking in the beginning of the movie. And Seth Rogen's character. So what they're arguing about is the fact that Seth Rogen <laughs> sold the house knowing that the value would be shit or, or having some insight as to clearly the, the housing market is not doing well. And so his character says to Danny McBride's character, you don't blame the guy who sold the idiot the magic beans. You blame the idiot who traded his cow for the magic beans. <laughs> And then Dana McBride says, that's not what happened in the story. The magic beans worked. The magic beans worked. Yeah, so, that's right. That's I remember right. in the moment laughing, and I must have written down beans thinking, oh, I like that joke. Which just means I'm an idiot for writing down the word beans in beans. any other context whatsoever. As in like quote or look up quote or line funny or nothing. Beans. No, no. I got this. <laughs> beans, beans. I'll remember. No, I, I don't. Well, a few other things. I don't know if you have anything else. Some of the other things that I wrote down that I just took away is I couldn't stand how shitty the attitude the daughter of an attitude the daughter had. Immediately, that was my exact. Like I get that the parents are divorced and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I have not experienced that. She so sucks. I don't know what that feels like as a kid, but until legitimately the very shitty. end, like yeah. until she like realized, oh, my dad's dead just, and my yeah. mom was helpful. Oh, yeah. hi, I love you again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just a little. Yeah, she was. You know what? The whole a C word. movie. And it's not as if they painted her mom as like this uh, this villain. Her dad's the one that's got yeah. like the little hussy. Yeah, exactly. That she lives with exactly. back in Phoenix. You know. Oh, she sucked too. Yeah, <laughs> she sucked bad. I like that you could see that Luke Wilson's character, uh, or uh, yeah, Luke. I almost said Owen. Uh, even even sort of new, <laughs> kind of. While he's like driving with her, he's like, "I know, uh, I know what I've done." God damn it, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "I'm looking for my wife." <laughs> when he pulls up, that was awesome. That and she's was just awesome. sitting in the passenger seat, yeah, going like, "Really?" Um, that was another one of those I did foreshadowing moments where he while they're driving. Yes. She asks why the bullets are in the trunk. Yep. And then tries to say, well, they're, they're going to go off because of the heat. Because of the heat. But then, sure enough, she ended up needing those at some point and couldn't get to them. Couldn't get to them. Yeah. And then that's how, do you remember? That's how she fucking biffs it. I don't because I'm, all I remember is her uh, realizing the trunk wouldn't open. Yep. And she tries to go in through the seat. Through the seat, yep. To get the bullets. And she finds them. That was one of the fun turns that I really enjoyed. Is like because it seems like okay, we're gonna get a re- a character redemption here for her, and she for her, she's gonna she, actually be helpful. And and she's gonna be somebody. helpful, even though it's her now dead husband's ex wife. Blah blah blah. She's gonna like go help. Yeah. Uh, and, and now the, she the way she even the the way that they that is I don't even know who the director is the uh. The way that it was directed where she was like, ha, like she like grabbed the clip I and was like, him. yes. And then uh, Jonathan Watson. Uh, and then it cuts outside the car and the car just fucking explodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
was like, oh shit. Was it on fire? Or I, she, she was trying to a get out. A fire had started like around the car. Oh, so okay. I don't yeah. know if that was, if we're supposed to. I, I would have oh, to watch it again. Didn't the house catch fire? So the, the she, weed house. She plowed They're into right the. right outside. Yeah. She plowed into the pole, the light pole. The pole, light pole falls over. Yeah, and that's that why she the was fire. That's why she couldn't get in the, into the trunk. The, yeah, the pole yeah, was yeah. smashed. The trunk closed. Yeah, yep. uh, but I'm not. I'm I'm unclear. I would have to watch the scene again, and maybe it's kind of unclear anyway. But the car explodes, and I'm not sure if we're supposed to think that the clip she's holding went up in a fireball, or if the car exploded. I think it or, was the car, probably. Yeah, because I don't think bullets. Especially in the, in the, um, I also don't think bullets go off from heat. I don't think, I think it has to, I think the firing pin has to be struck or the, the firing pin has to hit the, um, bullet, the shell going to Google look at that in a structure fire, the heat produced during the burn activates and causes the bullets to explode. Interesting. The larger the caliber of the bullet, the more explosive potential. Is that in the fire though? Or is that? Yes. Just from proximity heat. Okay, so there you go. If you throw a live round into fire, nothing is going to ignite the primer. The primer. There, there is no striker in a campfire. Right. However, gunpowder will eventually reach the temperature of ignition and will ca- light up, causing those, which makes sense. I think that's okay, what yeah. I was imagining in my yeah, head. Yeah, like yeah. It, there's going to be a, a, a some sort of ignition heat, yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, what did you mean by by this? Oh, the interesting duality of villain. So the way uh, Danny McBride's character, I thought it was really interesting how he's almost likable and you almost can see where he's coming from. He's just been pushed to this point and he's stuck in this financial situation, Mm -hmm. misled by all these people trying to sell him things. I feel that way about most things in our in the consumerist system that we live in. And it's like, no, I didn't ask fuck ask for this mm. why are you selling it to me yep. like even though i wind up buying all most of bullshit it. yeah <laughs> it's like how everything is um targeted to you now you say yeah. a word in your house yes, yes. and you're seeing ads it's for all it. manipulation like i like in and it and it's so once you start to like really pay attention to how much we're manipulated into buying things it is terrifying and disgusting to me at yeah. least and I, it, it just makes me hate being part of being born into this system. And I felt like I, like I, I sort of related to that part of his character where he, he's like, you told me all these things mm-hmm. and come to find out, oh, you're which he was a little bit naive. Of course, they're trying to sell you something. Of course, they're going to say whatever yep. to get you to buy a thing. Mm hmm. Because that's their job. That's their livelihood. Now, why they chose that livelihood is a whole other <laughs> conversation. But but then also, I think there probably was a pre-existing condition to that character to make him capable of doing all the things he did yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like, what made him, from that very first decision, there was something about his character. Well, the decision not to call the cops and be like, exactly. we got into an argument and it. It was accidental. Yeah. Like, so, yes, he was in this financial situation that was putting pressure on him. However, I think his character also was embedded with this sort of 
some proclivities yes. towards. Yes. He is a sociopath or something. Exactly, like, yes. definitely. Like, clearly his ex-wife, there was a reason right. for, in which she left him or right. why she left him. So I, I thought it was interesting how it's like he's funny because it's, I mean, probably mostly because of Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's funny and you can kind of understand, at least to some degree, why he feels like he was wronged. And if you follow that thread, it's like part of you in between the, the accidental killing and when he fucking murders his ex-wife, <laughs> which was very intentional. Uh, even if he didn't intend to kill her, he definitely intended to hit her in the face with a brick. Like in between that part, it's almost like, man, are they going to I can I, I'm almost rooting for him to find a way out of this yeah. with her so that. They can both be saved from this escalating. Yeah. Like him and Cassie or him and his ex wife? Him and Cassie. Yeah. Before the ex wife even gets there. Like, mm. like when he's like. Well, like I said, they do a good job of making you feel like it's about to happen. Yeah. Yes, like, exactly. Like, I didn't at any point think it felt genuine uh-huh. that he is about to let her go. And then he finds out that she, quote unquote, lied, lied about having him. a daughter or. Uh, she was wearing the wedding ring. Yes. And she's like, oh, no, I'm divorced. I just wear this. Because it looks better. Yeah, he was houses. mad that she would lie to somebody buying yeah. a house. And, and I, I think he must have in that moment thought of the feeling that he had buying the exactly, house he bought. Exactly. He, like that. You fucking lied to me. And that moment I related to 100% because that going back to the the fight that we had that started when we were watching this movie about the dog. What triggered my reaction is this unfolding in my brain about all the other times and this sort of pattern that is, surrounds me. And so I think that's probably what happened in that moment for Danny McBride's character. He's like, motherfucker, I was about to let you go. Mm-hmm. I was about to trust you. And you're just like the fucking rest of them. That and then had, you fucked me. Yeah. I like that scene a lot. It, it, that that moment where, like, because you almost get lost, or I did. I it, like I almost got lost in, like, oh, He's, like, got all these plans for his house, and he's, like, got a kid, and he wants his kid to come over and hang out, and, like, he's, like, this kind of good guy that just is... Well, there's a very brief moment where I almost feel bad because, like, I know he has got a kid, and then when he kidnaps her daughter... Right. He's got no... That doesn't translate to her daughter, her having a kid. Well, like, there's a point where he whacks her with the gun, and then he apologizes, like, sorry, I... I, I, Sorry, that was... That that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like that he, uh... How do you feel about reviews? I hate reviews because I'm looking at Rotten Tomato right now, and I don't think I agree with their. I fucking hate reviews. They only gave it 43 percent. Well, uh, I know it's aggregated, but yeah, the tomato meter is at 43 percent, and the yeah. audience scores at 45 percent. I thought it was better than that. Better than yeah. And like the very first review says, better a film than that's neither to... funny nor exciting, although it often seems to be straining to be one or the other. And this guy, I found it very three. exciting. I feel like most of the shit is like, why are you? We could do a whole episode on my opinion of reviews. But, yeah, this is like, oh, neither funny nor exciting. I can hear his latte sitting next to him. Like, (laughs) fuck you, dude. Like, watch a movie, enjoy a movie. Yeah. God, you don't have to be better than the fucking movie. Yeah. What I wish people more understood is how incredibly difficult it is to make a film. Whether you liked the words coming out of yeah. the actor's mouth or not, yeah. or whatever else it was that you had an issue with, 
Understand that it was an achievement to get the thing made. To even get it made. And then to let's get go one shot there. fucking on the on the in the can. It's the same frustration I have with with even friends of mine who a Mortal Kombat or a Godzilla versus yeah. these big budget yeah. VFX heavy movies that they think are just steaming piles of trash because it was made for mass audiences right. and not w- with an auteur in mind. Right. And I'm just like, A, now that I have a son, I really enjoy those types of movies. Yeah. Because he fucking loves them. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, as a dad, you just can't not like the things that make them exciting. Yeah. Like, it's addicting to see them go, holy shit, this is sweet. And yeah. then you not be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And that's the part that it's like lend lend a little something to the thousands of people that spent hours of their lives working. Exactly, on it. they all didn't sit down day after day they, after day going, working on a piece of shit again. Yep, yeah. super yeah. pumped. You know that one reviewer? I'm gonna make this bad just to get back at him. Just to <laughs> fuck like, hey James, I'm making this just to spite you. Like that. That's the attitude that most reviews I read have. Like. The reviewer has been individually, personally wronged. Attacked by yes. this film. Like this guy. This 85-minute, 10-little-Indian-style comedy-horror mashup is basically a cameo-studded, cameo-studded muddle that may have looked good on paper, but movie screens aren't made of paper. Top critic. <laughs> and then why, why do critics have to write their reviews like as if they're writing a novel? Right. I'm just an average Joe who wants to... Well, they have to justify their their I, title as I, critic. Yeah, I guess. See, like this guy I agree with. Danny McBride is at his funniest and scariest in Arizona, a darkly comic film noir that works well as both a violent thriller and as a ruthless satire of overextended American dreamers. Yeah. That's fine. That's a nihilistic garbage fire with a fake female empowerment bow on top. Damn. And, that, the, like, I don't understand the attitude. You, I have, and this is, these things are separate. I like a movie. I liked that movie. Here are the things I liked about that movie. Here are the things I didn't like about that movie. Two, that movie was bad. Those are two entirely different yeah. discussions. Yep. Even I would even extend that line of thought to uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like absolute trash of a movie. Yeah. You can. It's okay to like it though. Like, well, yes, and you it's could all, like it's, it. It's also okay to like applaud the people who, for three thousand dollars, got together and made something, and just decided to wake up every morning. Or you know, work, what did however those guys long. decide to make? What exactly? They just sit on their in their glass. They house decided and, to write a paragraph about how they fucking hated something someone else made. Yeah. And as as somebody who wants to create things, I'm sitting here like going like, "Well, fuck you, dude." Oh, I, I'm not trying to fucking ruin your day. I'm just trying to make something that I enjoyed making. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not even fucking asking for your opinion. Like, yes, everyone has one and everyone's entitled to them. Mm. But like, fuck you. Keep it to yourself. I'm not. And there's that other argument where it's like, well, if you're making something, you're asking for it. Like, no, I'm, I am 1 million percent not asking. I am not inviting you. To fucking say anything about my shit. I made it because I want to make it and I enjoy the process of making it and I get a satisfaction out of the the work and effort that goes into creating a thing. Yeah. I'm not sitting here going, well, I'm going to make this so that somebody can fucking tell me what they think about it. No. No one ever has to say jack shit to me yeah. about what I make. Like, yep. 
I don't want. I don't even want that. Especially because this isn't Transformers, right? You, this is more of an indie film, yes, than obviously a feat like a big budget thing. Yeah, would there be a? You would think there'd be more propensity to applaud them for like, right? Yeah, nice work. You did a thing. Not, you did a thing other than fucking come home and drink beer. Well, like <laughs> I guess what I was trying to say again, even though I'm a fan of those things. At least they made something new and unique yes. and not let's remake let's f- whatever movie what are, from the 90s again. What are, you know? what our audience is paying for right now? Okay, let's just go make that. Yeah, exactly. Which is also fine, but yeah. there's definitely something to which I mean that kind of thing is why I love movies like Drive. Mm-hmm. Like that was almost my favorite movie of all time. Like it almost dethroned Terminator 2. Mm. So do you want to wrap up this episode for us? Yeah, I mean, the movie the movie gets our backing. For sure. Watch it. Go watch Arizona and don't fucking write a review about it because nobody listen. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening to your damn review. And you know Danny lives in As South Carolina. As we record now. a he's, review he's in Charleston. So he's close enough that Oh yeah, that's right. If he could hear us positively talking about his movie, maybe yes. he'd want us to hang out with maybe him. Maybe he needs a a DP and <laughs> I've got whatever I've got the fuck a couple I am. friends in Charleston. We could <laughs> We can get up there, there stay go. with him, and then find a way to party with Danny. It'd be awesome. And be on the set of Halloween 3. Yeah. Because I think they're done filming the second one. Or maybe, I think they may have shot him at the same time, so we might have missed our chance. It's gone. It's gone. That's the only thing. We just weren't there. But they are doing a second and third one, so. um, That reminds me, two other things. Regarding the gun he's using. Mm. Most of the time, he's one-arming that thing. Yeah. And... If it's a 44 Magnum, regardless of what it is, it's a big fucking gun. It almost knocked me on my ass when I fired my dad's 44 Magnum. It fucking, like, I, I was like this, and it fucking, sta- you know, wide stance. The recoil. Arms, the fucking recoil. The gun went over my fucking head like this, <laughs> and I like I had to take, like, two steps back to not fall on my ass. Yep. And, and that happens all the time in... In, on screen it's just like somebody wielding a you know they're not you know for whatever the reason it that drives me nuts been, when people hold guns sideways oh, yeah. too break your fucking wrist doing that <laughs> drop the gun fucking whatever like yep. so when he you know that that definitely like i i noted that i was like oh he would he's not it was just a little like muzzle flash is all that happened he would have been at the very least having to fucking reset himself <laughs> Also, how many fucking rounds does he have? <laughs> Where and if, which is also another common trope in movies, you're just endless ammo. But, I mean, that's maybe, you know, Rolf Revolver's six, eight rounds. I mean, he fired way more than that. Do you think so? I mean, he didn't kill more than six or eight people. I don't know the exact count, but he's definitely missing shots. And, you know, he's, you know, um, he fired one into the ceiling. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you really wanted to analyze it, you could think that he... Is he going back to his house yeah, every you know, time? Like when, because like, there is a moment in time where they're separated from yeah. one another. Is he just carrying around a pocket full of bullets? We never see him reload. I mean, it could be justified somewhere off screen, but are we ever going to address that? Like, I, w- I wish more movies would kind of not make a big deal out of it, but just... One scene where he's like, click, oh, fuck. Like, okay, we acknowledge that there's... Or when he shows back up again, he's like, yeah, hero shot. Yeah. 
Guess what? Daddy reloaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some sort blah, of blah, 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 blah. acknowledgement to, to ground us in, in the re- at least the reality of this world that we're living in for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Another thing about his character, I, I don't know what my opinion is on this. This is just the thought. It seemed like there was some back and forth about whether or not he was supposed to be smart or dumb. Oh. <laughs> like, because he was real clever a couple of times. There's a few times I wrote down, he he made me feel very much like he's a Florida man. <laughs> yes. Because he's got that high, the highlights, the old school highlights. Yeah. And then that tan. Yeah. Like, this dude, like, is destined to live Definitely. in, like, Naples or Fort Myers. Or- yeah. So, like, a couple of th- a couple of times in there, he was, like, criminal mastermind clever. One of, when he, um, when he was going after the daughter, mm-hmm. was trying to make his way into the house. He broke the window. She ran upstairs. He immediately picked up the phone and like was just listening on the line. And then when she tried to dial 911. Like that, like he did that such spur of the moment. He, he he'd already connected the agility. The dots. Yeah. He was like the mental agility of him just going phone. She's definitely trying to call the cops. Bam. Like, Oh, hello. And then he's like acting like 911. And then like, he's thinking like, Oh, I can get her to tell me where, where she is, is in the house. Yep. I was like, damn, that's Well, like you said earlier, it's the dude is clearly a sociopath. Yeah, for sure. So, like, we shouldn't be that surprised. But then other ways, in other ways, he's so dumb. Yeah. Like the sewer and the play in the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the accidental killing and, like, his wife and Mm -hmm. just being a dummy. Just being a dummy. Come on, man. But then he's got these couple of moments of, like, serious criminal smarts taking so. out the security guard and and then wearing his, his thing clothes. Yeah. yeah and like the store when uh luke wilson's character pulled in and <laughs> i was laughing at the story also how dumb is luke wilson's character oh there was a, a wreck and now you're covered in the guy's blood like how did that not send up you already you already know you're there's something happening mm-hmm. your your ex-wife called for help now you're driving up to the security guard who who's covered in blood how are you not In, like, instantly yeah. mortified? Yeah, yeah. I got really mad at the um, at Luke Wilson's n- new lady, the girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever she is. Yep. Um, in the scene, Kelsey is her name. Kelsey, <laughs> in the scene outside the uh, at at the end when Luke Wilson gets shot, I was instantly mad at her because she just peeled out and went away. Like, and then I was like, "Oh right, the bullets are in the trunk." That's right. Because I, I had, because of the time, <laughs> I, it had been a few days between f- watching the first part of the movie and finishing yep. the movie, yep. I forgot about the bullets being in the trunk. So <laughs> there was a moment where I'm like, what the fuck? She she was holding the gun and was all excited about the gun. Why didn't she grab it immediately and just fucking shoot him? Yeah. But then I remembered, oh, right, she couldn't get the bullets. Yep, and yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, sorry, I got mad. <laughs> Does he kill him at the guard gate or at later on at the house? At the house. Inside the house? Because he uses, remember, he uses Luke, uh, Luke's character to call for her, which was another one of those criminal mastermind moments where he's he's like, yeah, I'll help you find her. And then he's, Danny McBride's driving on the fucking golf cart. (laughs) 
Eddie has Luke Wilson calling for her. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I like I like when the old neighbor came out. Yeah. I was like, uh Jerry security guard or Sonny, are you you're a security guard? Try to make try to make gotta make money where you can make it. The job's a job, man. And he's like, I guess. (laughs) That was pretty great. That was pretty great. How he kept it together where he wasn't like, Yeah, fuck you, old man. It was just like a conversation. The intuition of Sonny to know this guy is hearing all this. He can mm-hmm. hear whatever I say to this old man. I got to keep this up. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty good. I like that subtle little like interaction there. Yeah. Also, what happened to the old man? The whole fucking neighborhood burned down at the end. The old man burned. <laughs> Did it? I, 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 don't, I just remember being the weed house being on fire. Yeah. Well, that started the whole neighborhood on fire. Oh, yeah. And they're walking away. At the end, um, Cassie and her daughter are walking away from a, just the whole fucking neighborhood is in flames. Wow. wow. And I kind of wish there would have been some little sirens coming or something to, to sort of like conclude that. Like, well, remember, there's only one cop and he's dead. That's right. Yeah. He's so dead. who knows if they who even knows? have a fire yeah. station? Because I, like, I immediately wondered about the old guy. Oh, man. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Do we know what we're going to watch next? I got one. I got one for me, for you, from, from me to you. Sure. Sasquatch. Oh. The uh, documentary, the docu-series. Yeah. For those of you who listened to the first episode, yes. I made it to this point in this episode. We recorded that episode, and then the next day, Hulu dropped a documentary called Sasquatch that I have not watched, yep. but you have. I've watched. Uh, I, I need to finish watched. the last episode. Okay. So and it's only, it's only three parts, so. Okay. So... So far, you say it's great. It's awesome. So like, I'm gonna probably give that a watch either this weekend or even aside next from week. from whatever Bigfoot subject matter is. In it's it, just well done. It's a really good documentary, made really well, like really, really good documentary filmmaking. And it is not what I expected yep. at all. So I, that's my recommendation. I don't know if for next time or for whenever we, you know, want to get to it. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Sure. All right, everybody, we'll catch you on the flippy flop. Until the next Beard Dirty. Bye, everybody.